I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback Eric Kramer and myself delve into the fantasy football choices and hopefully help you out on your way to victory. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. I'm going to have to take a break here because <clears throat> the throat doesn't work sometimes. Do what you got to do. And we're, hey, we're going to leave that in so, you know, people know. We are well into the fantasy football playoffs now, and the NFL threw a new cog in the works this year with that extra game. Well, the bye weeks were extended through week 14. So that week, uh, those weeks, which would normally be a non-bye week and a fantasy football playoff week, now have teams on a bye, which was this last week, which can really kill your season. So for leagues like mine, which we, we have the extended playoffs a week, but that brings up another dilemma. Since your championship game is the final week of the season, some NFL coaches who have clinched will rest their players. What that means is you may not have the guys playing in the title game who are your best guys who brought you to this point. It's a trade-off for sure, but it is uh, it, it, the NFL is going to have to figure this out next year. They care about fantasy because it brings so much money <laughs> and so much interest. Right. So they're going to have to figure this out. And this week we have three Saturday games now that college the foot, college football season is over. The buys versus resting players. We don't have any teams on buy this week, so that's all done. Recapping how we did last week, we uh, you really like Trevor Lawrence. He had a monster game, 368 yards, three TDs, and one running. And you also like Goff and Cousins, who also had huge games. The guy that I that surprised not only me, and I guarantee you, but the entire NFL world was Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Nobody saw that one coming. Here's the guy. I, that I left that to play. you to talk about. Uh, I love okay. you. <laughs> so here's the guy that practiced what a, a day. A day. And yeah. did he even knew the name? Know the names of the guys he was throwing to? Probably and Skoranek of all people is the leading receiver. And so I got to give it to him because this was a game that, again, they ended up winning, much to the credit of his heroics at the end of the game, and he just played free and easy like. Everybody who does plays well. And yep. here's a guy that, that doesn't have, in my opinion, first overall pick talent, which he hasn't really ever played up to until then. And so I got to hey, tip my hat to him. He did a great job. Um, and the other guy uh, that obviously does this thing every single week now is Jalen Hurts. And again, huge, you know, not huge numbers passing the ball, but so efficient, so Throws the ball so well from in the pocket, reads defenses flawlessly, put up a couple hundred yards and a couple touchdowns, and then added 77 yards on the ground and another touchdown. Uh, and then, um, again, what a consistent season he's been, he's had, and to me is the front runner for this season's NFL MVP. And then you've also got Brock Purdy, who nobody saw coming. Hey, just manage the game because all this talent around you, I think we can all agree he was actually the best player on the field yeah. that day against Tom Brady, who was anything but the best player on that field. They basically sent the Buccaneers home in a casket. I, I was waiting for the Baker Mayfield thing because uh, I know your love for him. And I, I when I, I set it up this week, I said, yeah, I'm going to leave him go off on Baker Mayfield. I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> but it, you're right. I mean, it was just one of those unbelievable, you know, 
and we're going to get to Mitch Trubisky too. So, but we'll we'll take that one out too. Uh, Whiteouts, we were both good. On, you know, no, let's go to Mitch Trubisky right now. All right, you know, Kenny Pickett. It, it was five games. Kenny Pickett, no interceptions. The team has no fumbles. Kenny Pickett goes out, concussion protocol, very early in the game. Immediately, Mitch Trubisky comes in, throws three interceptions, two in the red zone, one in the uh, end zone. And it's like, and they lose the game. And they lose the game by two points. He drove them down there, did well, and just, again, the turnover. And, of course, you know, they had a field goal block, which would have won the game for him, too. So we'll throw that in there. But unbelievable. I mean, what is it with Mitch Trubisky? It's nothing different than what we've <laughs> talked about from day one. It's it, when you get to mechanically talking about him, he doesn't have it. He doesn't move into the throw in a balanced way where the ball is accurate. That's just a fact. And then he doesn't do a great job of reading defenses. So before the play happens, he doesn't know where the ball is going, which is, you know, at this level, quarterback 101. And, and he actually... So if you think back to the year before, he played in one preseason game and did well, which was against the Bears. Yeah. And from that, that's what took him to Pittsburgh. And then he had me even fooled this preseason in the fact that he played so well. Yeah. But then hasn't since the regular season began. And that's why Kenny Pickett was in there, which at this point in the game, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers or any one of the other 31 NFL teams, is Mitch Trubisky still an NFL quarterback? No, no, not at all. I don't think so. I don't think he's a good backup. You know, I think he's now a career backup, but, you know, and he can't. Well, that's the thing with being a backup. Eventually, you yeah. go from a backup to on the field. And, and you if gotta you can't be a... get on the field, then you are not a backup even. Exactly. And, the fact that when you're the backup and you come in and lose the game, that's to me, that's gone. And they, they have, you know, I'm hoping that they eat the money and just let him go. Or maybe they get at some low round draft pick for him and get rid of him because maybe they it, get Josh it, Dobbs back. Josh Dobbs is a wonderful guy. You know, he's got more <laughs> brains than anybody in the NFL. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the one. They're going to lose Mason Rudolph. So that's another story. Let's go to the White House. We were both good on Jefferson, Judy, and Hill, who had big-time games. Judy with three TDs. On the running backs, I blew it on Miles Sanders. I said not to start him. Had 144 in a pair of scores, but I was solid on Pollard and Eckler. I was recommending Nelson Aguilar because he was he was going to move in there and probably get some targets. He got 10 targets this week. I'm happy with that. Well, the guy that I'm most happy with is a guy named Mike Williams for the Chargers. Uh, I'm I'm at that game. I've uh, and here he is. What he six catches, six targets, six catches for 116 yards. One of them a touchdown. And now that he's back, you've got him, Keenan Allen, and Eckler all as weapons now, including um, the tight end. I can't think of his name, but they're starting to target him now too. And so the Chargers are back now. Uh, they won a game that I didn't see them winning and in dominating fashion against the Dolphins. And so I. Obviously, Mike Williams went off. McCaffrey, who's really becoming kind of the X-factor weapon in San Francisco. Not only did he go off for over 100 yards rushing the ball and a couple touchdowns, he took probably the best thrown pass 
Brock Purdy made all day long. That was an, an incredible in the corner of the end zone. Uh, catch and right. It took an unbelievable effort by McCaffrey to get that left toe in. And so uh, I just see, you know, Brock Purdy, what he's doing for this team is amazing. And I think they're gotten they've gotten better since Garoppolo went down with Purdy at quarterback. And then the last guy I'll mention is in Kansas City. We all know how great Travis Kelsey is as a tight end, one of the best maybe ever. But then who saw Jarek McKinnick coming this past weekend that, you know, went off for, uh, what, over 100 yards and a couple touchdowns in the air. And so, again, like the embarrassment of riches in Kansas City just continues. He was McKinnick was out there this week on our waiver wire in our league, and my wife needed a running back. She goes, what do I pick up? I said, eh. I, I like McKittrick. I really think you know he's he's got some potential this week. <laughs> he was he was the leading point getter amongst running backs uh, in in Kansas City. And that's just your unconscious confidence coming uh, through once again. Uh, it's just every once in a while, you know, <laughs> things float around in there. <laughs> Comes to injuries, Marcus Mariota looks like he's going on the IR, which means Desmond Ritter gets a start probably. And the Cowboys signed T.Y. Hilton to their roster. I was I didn't realize that T.Y. Hilton was still out there. I didn't either, but I, I love that Ritter's now getting the start, which I think is way past overdue in Atlanta. Uh, and, and now we'll get to see what he can do, because I think Mariota kind of falls in that Trubisky category. He's not an NFL starting quarterback. and and But I think Ritter can be when we'll see now if he actually uh, can do it. Uh, unfortunately for him, his start comes against the Saints. It's going to be a tough one. And, you know, they're in that NFC South, and they're all battling for trying to get the 500, and one of those teams is going to be under 500 and make the playoffs, That's which is insane. But anyway, that's another story. No teams on bye this week. We'll go to Thursday night. Niners and Seahawks might be a decent game finally on a Thursday night. Purdy is fighting an injury, so if he's out, it's Josh Johnson, who they just signed to the practice squad, who's really only played just a little bit in the NFL. So keep an eye on that. So that's uh, and it's a no-go, which means you feed McCaffrey, and I bet on the Seahawks because I'm not betting on Josh Johnson at all if he plays. Lockett is a lock along with Geno Smith and Metcalf. Yeah, I, I So if I'm Brock Purdy and I get my – chance of a lifetime where we're playing fantastic i'm stepping into stardom here in the way i'm playing a rib injury is going to keep me out of this game no way i think purdy plays 100 percent. i don't care if he's got to throw the ball left-handed and uh and so i think that again mccaffrey is going to be the guy i think it's debo samuel right that hurt his ankle that, that right. might be questionable about playing so again out goes one guy up steps probably not only McCaffrey, but then back in the picture again is um, Kittle. And so I think they're just going to roll like they've always done. I think the Seahawks started out and sort of maintained this uh, Cinderella story really centered around Geno Smith. But when they lost Kenneth Walker here last week, Carolina steps up and beats him. This week, I, I without that running game, they are not the same team. They are really hurting without it. Colts versus Vikings. We're starting on a Saturday now. Cousins is a so that that brings up a major point. Let me before I get to the game that if you are in fantasy football, you're going to have to make sure you have your team set by Saturday if you have players playing in those uh, three games. That's six teams, so that covers a lot of teams uh, for for your uh, Saturday players. So don't go to bed Saturday night thinking, "Hey, these guys are going to play on Sunday." What's the cutoff? Is it midnight? 
Uh, yeah, well, no, it's up until game time. You have up okay. until game time. Yeah, until like a minute before game time. Colts versus right, Vikings. So don't wake up at 3 in the morning and think you have to rush. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you have until kickoff. <laughs> Colts versus Vikings. Cousins as they go, along with all the regulars, despite an off week for Cook. Uh, Colts coming off a bye, but I do like Taylor and Pierce here. Hey, the Vikings had a productive fantasy week offensively, despite losing to the Lions, my Lions. And so there's nothing I can see here in the Colts defense that's going to slow that group down. And as you mentioned, uh, Cook had an off week. He'll be back. And so um, Colts, though, I see really nothing there offensively. Uh, I know you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, but, I mean, kind of been up and down this year, mostly down. And so the Vikings, I like not only win the game, but then offensively, I think they go off as well. Ravens versus Browns. Ravens watched the quarterback injuries as Huntley went into concussion protocol. I'd sit any Raven quarterback this week and rely on Edwards and Dobbins, maybe Drake. Deshaun Watson had a decent day on his second start to 276, so I'd definitely consider him. But watch Amari Cooper, who's battling an injury there. Donovan Peoples-Jones is my pick here. Obviously, you stick with Nick Chubb. Browns player I feel most attached at the hip to all of this season, and I think going forward is David Njoku, the tight end. He had 59 yards last week. He got in the touchdown or in the end zone with a touchdown, and I think that's – you know, exactly what we're all looking for, right, out of a fantasy football tight end. I think the offense itself revolves around him. Um, and so I love Chubb, as I have all year. He had an off week last week. I don't see that happening again uh, this coming. But, uh, you know, as the Ravens have kind of gone all year, there's really nobody that stands out. I don't care who's playing quarterback. That offense is going nowhere and hasn't. And even Mark Andrews hasn't had the kind of season that, anybody expected so far so i there's really not a ravens player i'd play in this game dolphins versus bills dolphins bills well it's a good matchup a lot of hard hitting i'm loving dawson nix here he looked really he was fun to watch this week along with allen and Diggs, of course uh fins you you got to go with your receivers especially hill and mostert uh with uh wilson being questionable the two running backs there well i'm now once again back in love with Jared Allen and uh, with the Bills offense in general because of that. And like you said, Dawson Knox went off last week. He actually, that touchdown pass he had across the running across the middle that ultimately resulted in him diving across and scoring that touchdown right before halftime is what turned that game around. And so I, I think it always starts with Diggs and whoever he's throwing the ball to there, Allen. And so I think those three players really are worth starting. And then possibly Gabriel Davis, who's way overdue for a big game. Uh, and then I think, as you mentioned, with the Dolphins, their running backs got depleted last game. They got absolutely hammered by the Chargers. And so I think this is a great week for the Dolphins to rebound and uh, and will against, you know, through the air. I mean, Tyreek Hill and Waddle and, uh, and, and Tua obviously have to get back on the same page, and I think they will. On Sunday, Falcons and Saints, Atlanta coming off a bye, but I like Patterson and London, while the Saints are also coming off a bye. So it's uh, tough to pick anyone but Andy Dalton and Chris Olave. Well, for the Falcons, for me to like any player there, I have to love Ritter. But like I mentioned before, against the Saints defense, that's just not going to be possible going in. I mean, he may surprise me and everybody, but I just don't see any Falcons player, including Ritter, which is what their offense revolves around now, uh, going off this game. However, when you talk about the Saints, I think Andy Dalton is quietly having a good season. And then Chris Olave, I love because despite an off week, he's still their go-to guy. And I think he's such a special talent 
that he's going to have a rebound, especially this week against the Falcons, which is their their main rival. Steelers versus Panthers. Kenny Pickett's in the concussion protocol, so keep an eye on him. Do not select Trubisky. If you haven't figured that out by now, I'm not going to push it. Um, I could recommend Najee Harris here. Panthers coming off a bye, so I'm only going with Dante Foreman, if anybody there. I agree with you on both camps here. Obviously, you're the Steelers expert to begin with, but then the Panthers, uh, again, I like you, I'm I'm off. And this is talking about the Steelers. This is before Pickett went down with the concussion. Their their offense has just been anemic. But like you said, Najee Harris may be a start there. Uh, Dante Foreman, you identified early this year as something special and has been nearly every week. And again, nothing in the passing game, though, stands out for me on either team. Eagles and Bears. Eagles got to go with Hurts, Sanders, and Brown. Bears got to be Fields, Komet, and Montgomery. What What are you thinking on the Bears this week? Well, very interested in this game because uh, Hurts has actually made the improvement from last year to this year in much the way Fields has during this year. And I think Hurts really elevated his game really from inside the pocket. He's always been a special talent athletically, but I think what he, who he is now is who Fields, I think, can become next year. So the fact that this game is happening at the end of the season, uh, I think we're going to see it can some continued improvement from Fields, not only running the ball, which he's every week going off, but him, that connection between he and Komet, every week is happening now. And so I think that's one that could grow um, even during this game. And Montgomery shows up every single week. He's going to be somewhere near 100 yards. He's going to probably get in the end zone. And he's going to make some runs that, for the Bears, are kind of set the tone for their team as an attitude. And I think their team feeds off of David Montgomery. And, again, I think the three of them together are all worth betting on this week. Chiefs versus Texans. Start him if you got him for the Chiefs. Texans, Pierce is questionable, or I would start him. And I'm not sold on any backup running back on this team at all. Go to the Chiefs. What haven't we seen from Mahomes so far? I mean, I think the only thing missing in his repertoire is maybe a behind-the-back fade in the red zone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because we saw the push pass last week. Yeah. Prior to that, last year, we saw these no-look passes. And and so he's such a talented guy. He kind of goes over the top on what we've ever seen before. And so, therefore, you see everybody else flourish around him in that passing game. And the guy that that really has kind of taken it quietly for most or for some is Isaiah Pacheco running back. And he has really become a force this year. Uh, and like we've talked about before, McKinnick stepped up last week. Uh, Kelsey's always the go-to guy. You have to bet on him. And like you said, with the Texans, now that Damian Pierce is questionable and, and got an injury, there's really nobody there I can count on. Cowboys versus the Jags. Cowboys either running back as a start or both, if you're lucky enough to have them. And Dak, along with Lamb and Gallup, who's getting targeted uh, quite a bit lately. Jags, Trevor Lawrence is good to go. Christian Kirk, Etienne, uh, all are good. Plus, add Evan Ingram in there. Now, he did a lot of damage via receptions, not on the ground, but he did get a lot of targets, and he, he capitalized on them. So uh, he had a really, really good week, and I, I would take a serious look at him this week. Interesting game here because you got the Cowboys who on some people's opinion think are the top or one of the top teams in NFC, at least they are record wise, but that they always have this sort of here today, gone tomorrow, you know, game to game, um, you know, and they had a bad week last week, put themselves in a position where they had to win at the end of the game on a last minute drive. 
but never should have been there to begin with. And then you got the Jags, who have sort of been mostly down and then sort of at times been rising. And I think, you know, you could see a great shootout here. Um, the Cowboys, who have one of the better defenses in the league, don't always. And then the Jaguars, who nobody ever sees coming, sometimes does. And like you said, there's a lot of good young talent uh, on the Jaguars, uh, starting with Trevor Lawrence. And uh, I think this is going to be a great matchup. I think through the air, the Cowboys get it done. But also through the other Jaguars do as well. Lions versus Jets. I like a lot of Lions this week. They are becoming a throwback to the Eric Kramer days without Barry Sanders. But they're playing well. Goff, Hawkinson, St. Brown, Swift, Jamal Williams. They're all solid plays this week. Jets, I love Mike White. But it may be Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco because neither is a pickup here. Uh, I, I wouldn't take any of these guys. Mike White is, you know, facing uh, some injury questions. I do like Garrett Wilson and the newly found Zonovan Knight at running back, coming off a ninety-yard run. NC State, by the way. Oh, <laughs> are you serious? I'm Hines. Uh, there's a couple other guys that uh, another uh, undrafted free agent. Yep, yep. <laughs> Who should have really been there? He's an underclassman. Should have been at NC yeah. State this year. But uh, anyway, I, I like you. Think the Lions offensively are kind of creeping into that upper tier category offensively and you that like you you've just listed they are loaded and golf has certainly exceeded everybody's expectations he was sort of a cast off this year uh from the rams to detroit and so he's kind of really stepped up especially lately and like you said the jets i mike white is kind of like the pre brock purdy brock purdy now and so i don't see him it's going to take a lot to get him out of this game, I think. And there's no way they're going back to Zach Wilson. Uh, and so as long as Mike White's in the game and he'll do everything in his power to be in the game, as long as he can stand up, that makes all of their receiving options viable. Well, I tell you, seeing Joe Flacco play this last week coming in, it was like, where did that come from? That's like a retro play. <laughs> Cardinals versus Broncos. Cardinals. I said James Conner's back and his 85 yards and a touchdown. No reason to believe he's not as good against Denver. Uh, Murray may still be out, but uh, so stick with Hopkins anyway. Uh, Broncos stick with Dolchich and Judy. That's the only two guys that play there. I think we saw the end of uh, uh, the quarterback there in Arizona, uh, Murray, Kyler Murray. I think we saw the end of his season. That That's uh, when it comes out, I think it's going to be a torn ACL. And uh, but even prior to that, they have just I mean, like it was like they were talking about the game this time last year, they were 10 and two. And this is anything but a 10 and two team. Now they just look every possible way from the top on down to pre-snap penalties to DeAndre Hopkins carrying the ball out like a loaf of bread and then fumbling and then the Patriots scoop and score with it. Just they're just they don't do any little thing well. And so even with Kyler Murray, who are you going to bank on with the Arizona Cardinals? So, you know, and the Broncos are kind of the same. They kind of are, are <laughs> they're playing limbo and going underneath the bar all season long. Also, uh, I don't, I don't really know. Fortunately, no one's on a buy. And so there should be other options out there, but I, I, for me, it's hard to really even conceive of any player on either team starting here. Yeah, this game should be on Thursday night. It's a real stinker. Uh, Patriots or should it even be on. Yeah. <laughs> Mac Jones seemed prime, so if you are in need for a quarterback change, he is worth a look. 
Ramondre Stevenson, too. I said to start Angular, and all he did was get 10 targets. Uh, Raiders layoff car, too inconsistent. Stick to Adams, Hollins, and, of course, Jacobs if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, then Zemir White is worth at least a flex look. Kind of was nervous there when Ramondre Stevenson went down with an ankle injury and then taped it up, came back in. Uh, but you're right. I think Mac Jones is kind of on the cusp of turning it around, but they don't throw the ball down the field. And they don't really have any weapons to throw the ball down the field. Um, as you mentioned, uh, Aguilar got 10 targets, not because he played great, because they don't have anybody else. And I think Hunter Henry, uh, their tight end, is the guy that kind of gets the bulk of what now is, you know, free passing yards. And so, but again, he's not down the field threat. So, again, this is kind of another game where, like you'd mentioned, Devontae Adams is worth always worth a shot. And should he play, Josh Jacobs would be too, because he's near the top of the league in rushing. Titans versus Chargers. Derrick Henry, of course. And even though, yeah, kind of an off week for the Titans, along with Tannehill with uh, Justin Herbert, targeted Keenan Allen 14 times for the Chargers. And along with Palmer, I think those guys are definite good starts. And you add in Eckler, you have your team. I agree with you. I am absolutely in love with Austin Eckler. You watch him in that game. Uh, he is so scrappy. I don't care if he's running the ball, receiving the ball, whatever. He's going to get extra yards. Wherever you think he's going down, he's not. And then now that you've got a, the full complement of not only Keenan Allen back, but Mike Williams back, Palmer's obviously not gone anywhere. And the guy who's escaped and is no longer in sight is Andre Carter. And so he's now just relegated to returning. So – I agree with you. The Chargers are kind of a full complement of, of folks. And the Titans, you've got Derrick Henry, of course. It's sort of been not quite what he's been in the past. But you still have to bank on him. But I think the other guy is is the uh, – I always forget his name. The big receiver they drafted this year in the first round, uh, Traylon Burks. Um, you know, and I think Tannehill is a good enough quarterback to get the ball down the field to him. So I think you got to bank on those two guys, Derrick Henry and Traylon Burks for the Titans. Bengals versus Bucks. Bengals stick with all the offensive guys, but keep an eye on Mixon. You know, he's coming off that injury. And if he can't go, P. Ryan is solid. Uh, he came from out of nowhere while Mixon was down, and, and he is still good to go. Higgins, Boyd, and Hurst are either hurt or out. Bucks, I like Godwin, Fournette, and Evans. As far as the Bucks go, they there's nothing there for me anyway to kind of get overly excited about offensively. And then the Bucks, I mean, the Bengals are just the opposite. Whoever's on the field with Joe Burrow is going to be playing well. And like you mentioned, Samaji P. Ryan, Mixon, vice versa. That, that's a solid uh, running back group. Um, and then receiver-wise, who don't they have? Jamar Chase is awesome. Tiggins, as you mentioned, is out. But then it upsteps, I'm sure, Tyler Boyd this week. Giants versus Commanders, Giants, Jones, and Barkley, while the Commanders, the regular guys, McLaurin, Gibson, and Samuel, all coming off a bye. And like you said, I mean, the Commanders just keep on sort of silently and secretly plugging away with, um, what is his name, the quarterback, uh, Henneke. And so, uh, you know, this is a solid group, and they they got a, a very, very good defense. The Giants, all of a sudden now, have kind of hit the skids after that 6-1 start. And can they? is Daniel Jones really a guy that kind of consistently plays well week to week? Not really. And Barkley's been shut down recently. So 
I kind of like the commanders to not only win this game, but I think they're offensively, they got some weapons. Interesting turn of events. Monday night, Rams and Packers. Rams, I'm still down on, except for Skoranek and Atwell. They've just been playing really kind of well, not right. consistent, but Ooh. well, yeah. <laughs> Both guys, you know, because uh, everybody else is gone. You know, Packers coming off a bye and against the Rams. I would go for Watson and I would go for Rodgers this week, just because the Rams are so bad. Right. And so who knows? Could Baker Mayfield be a guy to <laughs> throw the chips in on? Because no, there's no buys this week. Uh, but you're right. I, I don't look at this game as really anybody to bank on. You mentioned Rodgers and Watson. Watson, to me, is the guy that kind of I failed to see coming. And obviously the, the Packers knew what they had in him when they got him. And now that he's solved the drops issue, they're finding all kinds of ways to get him the ball. I think he's definitely a guy worth banking on. And there you have it. Another edition of Kramer and Brill. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. For my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill, and we will see you next time.